episode 81 of the Bowery Capital Startup Sales Podcast. Hi there, and welcome back to the Bowery Capital Startup Sales Podcast. Today on the show, we have Eileen Weens, VP of SMB Sales at Intact. Welcome to the show, Eileen. Well, thank you so much for having me today. So before we get into today's topic about hiring sales athletes versus hiring domain experts, can you share a little bit about your background and how you ultimately ended up here at Intact? I'd be be happy to. So um, I won't go, I won't take you too far back. But let's just say over the course of the last like five to seven years, I've spent time with uh, Series A, Series B startups uh, here in the Bay Area, focused primarily on uh, sales enablement, sales acceleration types tools, Um, built sales teams essentially from the ground up. Uh, I've been fortunate to join a team here at Intact. Uh, I've been here for about two years. Intact is the is the world's largest private ERP vendor. Um, I um, the way I ended up here was actually sort of interesting. Is is through my uh, through my other roles, uh, I was selling to people like the VP of Sales. So uh, a couple of years ago, after I left ToutApp, uh, in, based in San Francisco, I reached out to the VP of Sales here. At Intact, just to sort of catch up and find out what's going on, do a little bit of networking. I had met her through a board member uh, while trying to sell to her, <laughs> and uh, she just happened to have something that was coming up, a uh, new opportunity where she was looking to reshape her team, uh, bring in, she wanted to bring in somebody that had a little bit more of the uh, high velocity sales model experience, um, and also come in and take a look and evaluate uh, segmentation, market segmentation. Yep. Very exciting. Well, before we jump into our our further discussion, could you tell us one thing that no one on the podcast would know about you? Gosh, all right. So, um, so for those of you uh, that don't live in the Bay Area, I, I used to live uh, at a place called Treasure Island. So not not with pirates, uh, but it, Treasure Island is a body of land that sits between San Francisco and Oakland. So when I was very young. Uh, that Treasure Island used to be a naval air station for the military, and uh, I used to live there. And uh, it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's now sinking, but no yes, oh uh, but it is an amazing. It's got the most amazing views if you're on it. You you can see all of San Francisco, the Golden Gate Bridge, Alcatraz. All the way over to Oakland, so it's quite an extraordinary view. Very cool. Well, okay, so jumping jumping into our topic for today, I think something that a lot of startups and even companies that are much larger struggle with on the sales side is understanding the sorts of people to to hire. Um, you know, do you hire someone that knows your space really, really well? Do you hire a generalist who is good at a lot of different things? So to start, let's determine what a sales athlete looks like and, and how to define that term? Um, so, you know, for me, I think sale, <coughs> sales athlete could be a couple of different things. 
I mean, it's typically when we say a sales athlete, we're not necessarily saying no domain expertise. You could have a sales athlete that has, that is what you want as a sales athlete who is ideally great at driving a sales process or who can learn to drive a sales process. Um, I think in the ideal world, sort of the utopia, unicorn, purple squirrel type of definition, you want somebody who's a sales athlete who really knows how to drive a sales cycle combined with somebody with domain expertise. Sometimes we just don't get that same, that luxury. Yep. Or the timing's not right because typically that's a very high cost headcount versus someone who has uh, really great sales acumen and intuition and skills uh, that maybe doesn't have uh, either tenure or domain experience. Yep. And what what are we looking for when we say sales acumen? Um, you know, typically what you you know what we're looking for is someone who can uh, who can qualify, someone who can you know uh, sell at the highest levels of the organization, uh, someone who uh, isn't afraid to ask the tough questions, the painful questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, someone who is, you know, extremely well-rounded in all of the sales tactics, essentially, or at least have the ability to be coachable, super coachable. So when we think about profile, when I think about profile, especially in a high-velocity model, I'm looking for someone who, um, who exhibits, uh, first and foremost, coachability. Right. Right, because I could pretty much, if I've got somebody who's coachable, I can teach them just about anything related to sales. Yeah. Um, from there, you begin to sort of level up a little bit, and you're looking for someone who, uh, then it gets into uh, how complex of a sale, because you know, you you get sales, you get sales candidates who are maybe more transaction oriented, who haven't done a solution sell, and then it's a little bit of can I coach them, and then do they have the aptitude for yeah. what you're looking to sell. Got it. Right. So the, you know, just like an athlete, if you work them out, you coach them, they develop. Some players are going to be extraordinary, like a Steph Curry. <laughs> and then you get, but then you get other people who are sort of the steady eddies. Right. Right. And based on the size of the company, does that change the makeup of the team and how many domain experts you should have versus generalists or should that be taken into consideration? I think that's a great question. I think it's, it really depends on one, what you're selling, right? Is it, are you selling something that's a little bit more transactional? You know, is it a one call close? Is it a solution sell yeah. where there is a, a lot of technical expertise required? Um, I think if you're a startup, um, you know, ideally you'd always love to have one or two domain experts, Right, and then you can sort of hire people that may not have that, but have the aptitude and the coachability, and they can. And then your more seasoned folks can pull them along, right. and you develop your own. Um, you know, we're big here at Intact on developing internal talent to sort of, you know, as the bench for future. Right. And, you know, and that's what if you're a sales organization that has closers and sales development, uh, you know, that's obviously the lowest cost model in developing your own, but you know, getting back to your question is, you know, I think it really depends on, you know, how many salespeople you're going to have and affordability as well. Got it. Got it. And I know that Intact has, has grown tremendously in the two years you've been here and is going to continue to grow. So how has the model changed and evolved in your time here? Um, so when I came on uh, two years ago, we shifted to a market segmentation model. So for what we do, which is ERP, 
uh, focused in the sort of you know very small to mid market space. Um, we you know we needed there were different kinds of skill sets required. Um, so we not only uh, we not only sell both horizontally but vertically. Um, so different verticals require uh, you know a different skill set. Uh, and then also uh, there's very different skill set between sort of emerging types of markets, which are selling to very small businesses uh, versus mid-market. Um, so what we did about two years ago is uh, we reshaped the profile, the hiring profile. Okay. We said in our mid-market, we want very seasoned people, people that come out of our industry or adjacent space. Uh, and, uh, you know, we want them to be, you know, they have eight to 10 years or more of selling. So looked a lot like a traditional field enterprise kind of sales rep. Right. Um, because the sales cycle and the technical nature of that sale uh, is very similar to that. And then all the way down to the emerging markets, uh, which is basically your SDR graduates or candidates who are coming out of uh, adjacent space. Like, for example, I just hired somebody out of Salesforce IQ. Okay. Very similar... Uh, sales process as far you know there were a lot of parallels between their process and ours just haven't had this technical of a sale or as complex uh, when it comes to you know integrations right right and I, I think <coughs> pivoting a little bit to how when when you are hiring these athletes how you interview them mm -hmm. and how to see if they're going to be capable of picking up on the more technical pieces. Can we speak to that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, one of the things we did two years ago was institute a new interview process. Because um, uh, So what we did is we, I was a big believer through my time at Hoopla and Tout App, is instituting panel interviews. Yep. And, you know, really focusing on, you know, uh, you know, what type of, you know, what type of sales acumen do they have? What's their ability to learn? How coachable are they? Their experience, how successful were they? Those are all things uh, that, you know, are sort of standard. Uh, but we do them in a panel setting. Okay. So it's usually um, myself, the sales leaders, and the SE leaders that are part of that, and sometimes the vertical leaders. So we do that. As part of the interview process, uh, once they get further down, they have to do a presentation. So we give them our standard uh, discovery deck, and we ask them to uh, do a role play with us. So they usually get three to five days to put together um, and learn a little bit of the content. We're not expecting anyone to be accountants uh, here, but certainly want to see how you would manage a first call right. scenario. So they have to come in and they have to present to the team in a live format. Um, so that, that's been great because that sort of weeds out the people who are genuinely interested because uh, unless you come from accounting and finance, sometimes it's a little dry. And there's a, there's a lot to it. Um, and then also just how you run a sale. And then what we do is we engage in sort of, you know, it's, it's a full-on role play. Okay. And uh, so from there, and then and if a candidate gets through that, then we do a little bit of critical thinking exercise. So. Uh, there are some people that are just fantastic interviewers. They got the gift to gab. They know how they answer all the questions correctly. Salespeople can sell themselves. Yes, that's yeah, part of it. Um, but I think what we did is we, as we started having a couple of experiences, where we're like, mm, we missed something in this hire. Taking a look back and go, what could we have done differently, and apply that to future hires. And that's where sort of the critical thinking was born from, which was, you know, real time 
rapid fire scenarios. Like, you know, you haven't heard from this prospect in, in two weeks. What do you do? Tell me, you know, and take me through their thought process. Right. Because I think that's where we found uh, we, we were a little bit short. So, you know, so we've been instituting this process now for about two years and, and uh, you know, our turnover is virtually zero. That's incredible. And what about getting everyone internally on the same page with hiring people who may not be domain experts? Was that ever a challenge and how did you guys overcome that? Um, initially, I, you know, I think it was because uh, for us here at Intact, I mean, uh, our sales team in the early days was made up of former controllers, CFOs, and accountants. So we were moving away from something that was sort of tried and true business. But, you know, the market changes, competition changes, um, and it was very difficult to find candidates that fit that profile right. uh, at the scale in which we needed it. Um, so uh, I think what we were able to do, one of the things that we did was really socialize the plan about hiring and the reason why we're moving to this model um, to get buy-in. And the reality is in a, in a sales model here at Intact, it's you know, three primary people. It's the salesperson, it's the RSE, and it's the, uh, either, either it's a partner or it's our professional services arm. So you're pretty well covered when it comes to domain expertise with your SE. Right. So, you know, we really, what we wanted to do is really have a really sharp tool, uh, you know, with the sales rep, you know, and that's, I think, by shifting away into the more sales athlete model, we're, we're certainly seeing that. Got it. Got it. And so if there was a final thought or a, a few final thoughts that you have for our listeners about this, especially, I think, early stage founders who want to make sure that their early hires really understand the product and yeah. can speak well to the product, what would that be? You know, I think it comes down to um, if you don't have a lot of technical resources, you don't have a well-defined onboarding and enablement, because we didn't really talk too much about that you got to go with the domain expertise, yep. right? As you, as you begin to build that sort of internal expertise, then you can begin to feather in, you know, the more, not necessarily junior, uh, because like I said at the beginning, it's not necessarily a more junior person. It could be a great salesperson that was selling something unrelated to what you were doing. Um, but I think the key things are going to be technical resources and onboarding enablement and ongoing training. Because what you do at that step, is so critical to the success of the salesperson. Even the best salespeople can be hampered when you don't have the proper resources. Got it, got it. Well, as far as, since we did just touch on onboarding, mm -hmm. I, sure. I let's talk a little bit about that. Oh, okay. Uh, and, yeah. and what you guys are doing here and yeah. what has made you successful. Uh, it's certainly been an evolution since we've been here. Um, you know, we were very much, you know, the company's been, in, you know, in business for over 10 years now. So, uh, we've just recently moved off of, uh, you know, endless PowerPoints and spreadsheets and utilizing a tool um, called Saleshood uh, for all of our learning paths for our sales team. So uh, certainly when they come on board, uh, they're given, uh, they don't get on the phones for about a month. That's how long it takes to onboard someone. Got it. Uh, so what we do is we have a ton of tools, lots of videos. We have ongoing training. So, you know... I always like to tell people onboarding and training is not an event. It's a process. And, you know, you always have to be reinvesting in the team and, and leveraging tools in which for you to do that. So we, on a regular basis, recertify the team every time a new product comes out. 
<coughs> or that we want to sharpen or hone specific skills. Uh, we'll ask the team to you know, get recertified where they have to do quizzes or they have to uh, you know, put forth sort of an example or a challenge that they're faced with. Right. And, and everybody gets to weigh in in a collaborative environment. We also ask the team to, they have to sometimes submit uh, videos. Okay. Right to to generate feedback, and it's all in with the intent of everybody always getting better at what they do because we can always afford to get better. Absolutely, constantly training and learning. Well, Eileen, this was so so helpful. Thank you for coming on, and we hope to talk to you again soon. Well, thank you again. Appreciate it. Thank you for downloading this Bowery Capital Startup Sales Podcast. Bowery Capital is a business software-focused venture capital firm specializing in helping our founders build initial revenue traction. For more information, please visit us online at BoweryCap.com backslash blog.